know, I just remember thinking, you know, what is it ultimately that we're chasing in life? And I had two friends that were working for Apple that were doing the van life. And I was like, wow, here they are. Here are two of my really good friends working for Apple on the road and they're enjoying themselves and all of that, you know, maybe I can do it too. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. So this time I'd like to welcome today's guest. His name is Michael Berlottis, and Michael is a former Wall Street guy turned entrepreneur and somewhat of a minimalist. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Roger, for having me. Uh, I look forward to sharing my story and uh, chatting a little bit about van life and all the good things that have come out from the lifestyle and just chasing what truly makes me happy. Cool. I'm glad you're here, too. What was the item that you crossed off your list? So I crossed off living the van life and being nomadic. Okay. Um, I've been living the, I've been living as a nomad from June 30th, 2020. Um, and it's crazy that it's been this far and this long. Um, but it has been the most enriching experience of my entire life. And I truly wouldn't trade it for the world. So what does it mean to live the van life? You, you said that's what you're, you crossed off. What does that mean to you? What do you find that it means to others that are doing it as well? Yeah, that's a great question, right? It's a word that definitely has been um, you know, brought up quite a bit, especially within the last five years. And un- unfortunately, this summer, um, you know, we heard it in kind of a negative uh, aura because of the death of, of Gabby Petito. Um, but honestly, you know, van life, um, is really a lifestyle, right? It's, and some people are full-time van lifers and others are are part-time, but it's essentially choosing to live in your vehicle, you know? And for me, that has been a a full-time endeavor. Um, you know, I live in a bus, but you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the bus has its own community and that's called the bus life, but, um, really it is the van life and that's what everyone knows, um, the name for it. And, and really it's just a, a lifestyle that is focused on, and on minimal minimalism, you know, really having what you need and choosing experiences over possessions, you know, and I think that really is the common denominator. And I've spoken and I've met so many different individuals that are either, you know, living in an RV or a van life or whatever. And a lot of them are choosing to live in more of this unconventional lifestyle, just because of the beauty um, that comes with it, you know, having the freedom to travel on wheels and for your home and excuse me, for the nature to be in your backyard. It truly is a beautiful, simplistic lifestyle. And of course, you know, you're living in a very minimal square foot. um, Sure. But it really does teach you so many things. You know, it's really taught me to really have what I need and to enjoy those things that I have. And then to just be present with nature, to be present with whoever I'm with or myself. And it's just been an incredible lifestyle that ultimately has given me such a beautiful perspective on life. 
And how did you come to the point of crossing this off? How did you come to the point of, of accepting this lifestyle or moving towards it? What was going on in your life before you made that decision? And how did you come to uh, put that on your list to begin with? You know, camping with my family, being in, the na- in nature growing up, definitely planted the seed. Um, and I loved it. You know, those memories that I have with my family and my cousins were, are, were so wonderful, you know, um, being able to travel and to just be simplistic and to cook outside and to have fires around and just have real genuine conversations were really where the seed was planted. And then, you know, of course, you know, you know, that is just a, becomes a distant memory. And mm-hmm. uh, I always grew up traveling and, and loving, you know, international travel, you know, experiences were always a big thing for me. Um, you know, just like every other student, you graduate college, you're looking at what job pays the most. You want to be in a location that, of course, um, you know, that you want to be in. And so for me, it was all about capitalizing income and not even worrying about mm-hmm. anything else than just a job and getting a paycheck and paying off my student debt. And, you know, it was, you know, that was my focus, you know, at 23 years old, that was my focus. And I still wouldn't trade it for the world, but um, I immersed myself in uh you know, a company called BlackRock, which is the largest money manager in the world. And, you know, when you work for a firm like that, that comes a ton of responsibility, a ton of stress, and um, more of that head down mentality. And there's no knock towards that. But that was my, um, the system that I was living, right? You wake up, Mm -hmm. you go to work, you work out, and you repeat the day over and over again. And, yeah, the, the money was wonderful. And I still, again, wouldn't trade any of it for the world because it has taught, it's, it's made me who I am. Um, but ultimately, COVID was what really gave me a different perspective about, you know, what's really important in life. Um, you know, my grandfather passed away in a nursing home, like right when COVID became very much apparent. And, you know, I just remember thinking, you know, what is it ultimately that we're chasing in life? And I had two friends that were working for Apple that were doing the van life. And I was like, wow, here they are. Here are two of my really good friends working for Apple on the road and they're enjoying themselves and all of that. You know, maybe I can do it too. Yeah, sure. So June 30th, 2020, I left. And I only left with like a two week, you know, mindset, you know, go out, get a taste of the road and then come back and then just, you know, pick up exactly what I was doing. And, um, you know, <laughs> now it, I just fell in love with it. You know, long story short, I just fell in love with the aspect of, you know, at the time it was just in the back of my Jeep. So I was just sleeping in the back oh, of my wow. Jeep. I was <laughs> I was in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and I was just like living. I, for the first time, I felt that I was living and, and I was just jumping in. Like, say, I remember just like 50 degree water. And I, like, I just, there was just this, this rush of sensation that I had never felt before. And it was the most, the thing that really changed my perspective was I was more joyful on the road with very, very little than I was in my beautiful one bedroom apartment with my, you know, all of these things that culturally were taught that we need. And I got the apartment with all the luxury amenities, all the things. I'm like, man, here I am happier in this lifestyle that I'm living or overall more joyful, ultimately that road trip, I, I pretty much traveled all through the United States, went all the way up to Alaska, you know, did a ton of trips, all in the back of my Jeep. And then I bought a travel trailer. And then October of last year, or November of last year, I found a bus on Facebook Marketplace. And I was like, wow, 
this thing is really cool. It's quirky and I can make this my home. And so that's what I did. I bought it unseen. I sent one of my friends to go pick it up for me. And I promised myself that I was, if I was going to go buy a bus, that I would sell most of my belongings. I sold my car, I sold my trailer. And then in June of this year, I ended up deciding to part ways with BlackRock. Um, and ultimately it was just, I couldn't see myself going back. I had, you know, I was forever changed. Um, and I always had been an entrepreneur at heart and I really trusted, you know, just creating my own success and yeah, it may take some time. Um, but ultimately I wanted to kind of live life on my own terms and not play someone else's game for me. Um, and so that's what I've done. And so that's where I'm at now. And then I went to Tanzania. So when I quit, I, um, I wanted to do all the things that I couldn't have done in a corporate job. Sure. So I, um, you know, originally I was only supposed to go to Tanzania for 15 days because I was still working at BlackRock when I booked it. And then when I quit, I said, you know what, I'm going for 40 and I'm going to, I'm going to do and I'm going to immerse myself and I'm going to live there and make the most out of it. And so that's exactly what I did. And now I'm building out another bus to make that my home. So it's, again, it's a, it's a long answer, but I truly don't know how to encapsulate the whole thing. Sure. It's just been so much different, you know, so much has led me to where I'm at right now. So what is the, what has been the biggest change um, in your day-to-day life, right? The, of course, the scenery is different. You're not in an office, you're outside you know, in the woods, um, and, but they're and out in nature. But what's the lifestyle change? What's been kind of the biggest challenge you've had in, in yeah. going from that, that really super nice apartment to living in a bus? Yeah, that's a that's an awesome question. And this is probably the answer that I would really warn anyone. The answer to this question is just something that I would make sure that everyone is fully aware of if they do immerse themselves in this lifestyle. And that is it can get challenging. Things are a process. Things like washing your dishes that you could just easily throw it into the dishwasher become a lot more challenging and taking a shower becomes a lot more challenging. Doing very small tasks that are very mindless that you just do in a normal house involve a lot more effort, a lot more energy, and can really be challenging. But I will say there is beauty in that because for me, it was like, wow, I feel accomplished. All these mini, I call them mini victories, right? Like getting a shower is such a big deal, right? Um, Cooking a nice home-cooked meal is such a big deal. Right. appreciating these these the mindless things that you were once doing in a house um are now so appreciated finding a nice place to sleep right like i've slept at over 50 60 different walmarts and that's because a lot i do a lot of driving and walmarts you know they will usually allow rv campers but when i find a beautiful place that i get to post up and just relax it is feels so good so um just learning to roll with that right understanding mm-hmm. that you know it's going to be a process at times, um, but it's just a lack of routine. There is no routine. If you're traveling um, and you're on the go, like I work, like I was just telling you before we chatted, like I work at coffee shops. I work at different libraries. I've been to so many different libraries, you know, throughout the United States. And yeah, you know, it is, it can be a beautiful thing, but I'm be the first person to raise my hand and tell you van life can can drain you, you know, especially if you're a full timer, and you're still working full time. And it is a, uh, it can be draining. And so what I like to do, I call them reset days, where I will spend, you know, X amount of dollars for a hotel room or an Airbnb, just to reset myself, you know, and just like, feel good again. Um, You know, it's so it can be, 
it can be very challenging to navigate through. But then again, it's so incredibly rewarding. Um, and it really end up does becoming a beautiful thing in the end. How did your family and friends, coworkers, those people that knew you in that other lifestyle, how did they respond to, you, to your life changes? And um, when you came to them and said, hey, I'm going to go live in a bus <laughs> and uh, travel around, what was their response like to that? Yeah, it's funny you say that because I remember, you know, November of last year sitting at the Thanksgiving dinner table with my mm. family <laughs> and I had not actually told them that I bought the, the bus um, and, and I, <laughs> I sat around the table and we're, this is right before we're digging into all the good stuff. And I go, Hey guys, I have something to tell you. And there's just like a moment of silence. And I go, I bought a home and like, <laughs> you know, right? I was, I was making good money and I, you know, it's like, Oh wow, you bought a home. And I was like, and then I showed them the pictures of the bus. Oh, wow. They're like, Oh my God, what? And, um, you know, I, I'm so blessed that I, I have such wonderful, supportive parents that ultimately what they want is for me to be happy. You know, if that means, you know, making some leaps of faith and, and, and changing up my life to the way that it looks like now, ultimately they just want me to be happy. And so yeah. I did feel that support, of course, as lovable uh, for, you know, having loving parents, they ultimately want the best for you. You know, sure. they're, they're going to ask the questions. They're going to make sure you have everything kind of thought out. Um, but overall, I did feel that support from my family. And then friends, you know, it, it was pretty divided, right? And this is where I always, I, I, I talk about having, you know, a great community around you that ultimately wants the best for you. Because unfortunately, we, I think we all have friends or people in our lives that can bring negative energy or um, could really maybe not be the best thing for you and for your growth. And I ultimately started to see who was really with me as a friend and who ultimately just had negative things to say. And so, um, you know, I did, there was a lot of noise. There was so much noise, especially as you can imagine in the financial world, sure. you're living the total opposite side of the spectrum lifestyle that again, my, you know, I remember, you know, you know, especially in college when I was interning at wealth management, like my life was being dressed up in a suit and tie and being presentable and how I looked and all that. And here I am like, you know, I, if I were to show you some of the pictures, especially when I was in Alaska and totally off grid, man, I was, I definitely was not a, the cleanest kept person, but, um, you know, it's definitely an, an opposite side of the spectrum lifestyle. And, you know, I did feel that support from my managers. And to this day, I, I had, you know, I can only say such amazing things about the people that I, I worked with. Um, but ultimately I just couldn't see myself going back. And then, um, you know, I, I have a girlfriend and, and so it was working through that and how we could still, you know, continue to push each other to live um, our dreams. And, um, you know, she had an in-person job. So that was that was kind of troubling to navigate through. Um, but overall, like I had really supportive people. You know, of course, there is the noise, um, but it's really made me think about who's there for me. Um, because because of that, my circle has gotten smaller and I don't expect everyone to understand. Right. But yeah. ultimately, and this is what I was sharing on my Instagram yesterday, like, you know, one of the things that's really important for me is that the day that I die, the day that my name is called, I want to live a life that is for me. And I don't want to listen to the noise because the day that I start listening to what other people think is best for me that's when i start losing my identity my integrity and the things that make me me no one understands my story no one understands my vision and what i want for the future and, and, and that goes for everyone else right sure. everyone else, oh yeah it, it, 
it's very easy to, um, you know, listen. And I think everyone should get perspective, right? And I think, you know, getting constructive criticism and hearing, having an open mind and open ear is really important, but ultimately the decision should be up to you. And that's really made me trust my intuition and my gut throughout the way. And it just made me confident in my own decisions that ultimately all of this change in my life is because of me. And I know that'll only serve me better for the future. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't make quite as drastic uh changes you did probably to the people around you mine was a little bit slower but um in 2020 in december 2020 i had a i had a cardiac event i'll call it Mm -hmm. and um between that and being quarantined and and all those things just thinking about who i am and what i wanted to be known for the same things you were talking about i changed my facebook status to head crosser off of my bucket list and just to kind of see like what were people paying attention, right? <laughs> and then I changed it on LinkedIn from my from my regular everyday job to to my job was crossing things off my bucket list. And I really wanted to see how, you know people if people would re- notice for one, and then also what was going to be their reaction to that. <laughs> you know, um, I wasn't changing jobs, but I was changing who yeah. um, who I wanted people to see me as. Yeah. And, and um, so I think it's it's a lot of us are going, a lot of people right now are going through these same kind of issues that we're talking about today. What do you think was the biggest misconception those people had about the bus van life um, before you started living it and showing them what it was like? Yeah, yeah I mean, I think people associate the van life, um, you know, that culture with someone that's just really doesn't have a whole lot going on and mm. someone wants to chill and casually float through life. And, um, you know, I think that number one, you know, I, I heard the term hippie being thrown around. <laughs> um, and honestly, I don't see that as like a negative thing, right? I sure. think the, the secret to life is life itself and, and just experiencing the true joys that come with just being a human and just being alive and appreciating just this gift. Right. And, you know, for me, um, I've slowed down my life. Like I've definitely have slowed down my life from what it was before. Um, and I still am guilty of this. You know, I, I have a lot of pressure on myself right now because of what I've left, you know, the day that I, you know, I remember quitting essentially on my 26th birthday and that's kind of when, uh, insurance off the parents goes away. And that's the way that I, you know, I, I quit then. And I've had now just, you know, I, again, I've made a lot of decisions that ultimately have been, wow. Like right now I don't have a car. Like I'm sharing my car with like, a, I have two buses right now. I'm help, I'm sharing a car with my, my mom right now. And, um, the biggest misconception is just, you know, what are you doing with your life? Right. Like mm-hmm. what, like what, I'm, you're 26 years old, you're living in a school bus, you're traveling. And, and I would just say to those people, man, I'm just living, like, I'm just, right. I'm living as if my day is called tomorrow, um, within reason, right? And, you know, obviously, we still have to make a living, we still have to provide, but at 26 years old, I feel like I'm in a really good, I'm a really good, like, I feel like I have a really good head on my shoulder. I've, you know, essentially put a lot of pressure on myself because of what I've left in the six-figure income and all the, the things that once were really, really stable for my life. And, but ultimately, um, I really understand my values and what I want for my future. And so I'm just trying to create that life um, for myself, you know, and um, again, we all have to make a living, but I think success is, is you know, different measurables, right? Good mental right. health, good, good time with the family, 
um, having the ability to travel, having work with, you know, with purpose, having a job that impacts other people in a positive way. And, you know, before for me, it was all about the prestige, the prestigious job. It was all about the, the high income. And that was my focus. And now I'm just like, man, I want to have a little bit of everything and, and of just the whole piece of the pie. I want a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think there's this, we have a short, uh, memory span here in the United States where, you know, the really sedimentary suburban lifestyle didn't come around until after World War II, you know, late forties, early fifties is when we really started settling in these little bergs outside of the center of town. And before that you, you had people, lots of people that had traveling jobs, people that made tools and would go to farms and, you know, help farmers out and they travel from farm to farm and say, Hey, well, you know, that was common. Salespeople were yeah. commonly doing what you're doing. And so it, it just shocks me that like there's this pushback to the van life that, that pretty much the most of the people in the country used to live that way they did not live in in the suburbs like we do now and so it's i think it's a lost it's kind of a lost art form a lost lifestyle but it's not it's not new in any stretch of the imagination yeah and i think people like well again like exactly what you're saying like you know 20 years ago people were living in a van by the way there's this like meme that i see every time that i'm normalized to become where you know you're living in a van 20 years ago and it's like man this person what like yeah. what's going on i mean the old chris farley living in a van is like the cool thing i mean there's yeah. a whole hashtag movement the hashtag the van life you know you see nomad land like again it's and i think it's people wanting that freedom you know what sure. van life gives you is a lot more freedom than a lot of other lifestyles um and it gives you that like to an extent not you know and i think you know on the social media it sometimes gets overblown like van life is the greatest thing ever and like, I, like it is incredibly incredibly challenging and i know right. on my platform i do my best to show the good the bad you know i talk about kind of the negative things that come with it like i said i slept at over 50 different walmart last year and um as much as i've slept in beautiful locations it's definitely not all just roses and it's definitely can be hard so let's talk about the bus a little bit yeah let's talk about so um where did you get advice from or where where did you how did you know how to build out that first bus or did you buy it you know all the the pre-made explain that process yeah so when i bought the bus that was actually one of the most attractive things about the purchase was it had a really good it had a really good foundation it wasn't completely Mm -hmm. the point that i would want it to but some of the more challenging things that were done, like the electrical, the solar, things that I had no understandable grasp on how to really create or do was, was completed. And I knew that coming home, I had probably about three months of really getting, um, you know, three months of building it out to the way that I had wanted to. Like I said, really great foundation, but not at the point where I was comfortable living in it full time. And so mm-hmm. with, the, with the time that I had spent at home during the holidays, um, I really tapped on my, my wonderful friends that have helped me, you know, my dad, um, you know, again, close friends that have different um, expertise in different areas, and then just learning, you know, a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of forums, mm-hmm. Reddit, um, a lot of just, you know, again, like, you just have to do the work. And um, the, one of the beautiful things about the community is how helpful everyone is. And just how close knit everyone is. And so, you know, believe it or not, there is a whole community um, behind, you know, behind this movement, you know, even just the bus life. Um, You know, I'm in many Facebook groups where I've asked many questions and everyone is just so helpful. And I I outsourced a few things too, like 
you know, putting water tanks on the undercarriage of the mm-hmm. bus. Like that's something that I just didn't <laughs> have the capacity to do. It was right. Worth my headache. And luckily I was blessed enough to have, um, you know, an income that could support kind of outsourcing that. But some of the more challenging things I, I outsourced. And like I said, I'm building on another bus. So this bus I bought with literally just the hardwood floors. And so now I am uh, working together with one of my buddies who's a contractor and very, very talented. And we're learning to, I mean, he's helping me learn, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm paying him to build me out this other bus. So it really just depends on how bad you want it. Right. And if right. you're willing to, to move around pieces in your life, and of course, time is, is valuable, right? It takes time to, to go through it. So if I would just say, if, if anyone is interested in this lifestyle, just really know that, um, the build process is also a beautiful thing as well. Like a lot of people just want to build it out and get on the road. I've had so many, I've talked to so many people who just really enjoy the building process. They've learned so much and it actually makes when you're on the road that much more rewarding, knowing how much sweat equity you put into building it. And it's just literally, you built this, right? The the home of your dreams, you did that. Right. How many, how many choices did you have in that luxury apartment? Right. How, How many choices do you have when you go to one of these cookie cutter, um, neighborhoods out in the suburbs of the house. You, there are some things that you can pick and choose, but the reality is, is that you're getting whatever the contractor or the builder, you know, specs out at a certain yeah. price. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's not customizing to what you want or your needs. Exactly. So that's a, that's a pretty cool thing that gets to happen during this. Yeah. I mean, so what are some of the things that you're going to change from the first bus to the second bus? You obviously have been in the first bus for a while and, yeah. and have found out some of the things that might make you more comfortable. What are some of those things yeah. that you're going to change? Yeah. So the number one thing, um, is it's diesel. So it has pretty much the most coveted engine within the, the schooling community, a 7.3 power stroke diesel engine with only 90,000 miles. And so wow. um, it hopefully still has a ton of life left. And I saw that as a huge, just a uh, huge opportunity. You know, if I, if I were to buy a vehicle, you know, diesel is, is night and day for power. The other one is a gas engine. It only has 120,000, but just having it be diesel is a huge benefit, number one. Number two, it's a couple feet longer. So there's a, okay. little, bit of, there's a little bit more space. This one's about 25 feet long. The other one's 22 feet long. So I have a little bit more living space. And so what I'm gonna do with that living space that I've learned is because I'm working so much, I didn't really have a designated desk area in my prior bus. With this bus, I'm gonna be doing like an all-in-one um, function. So I, I'm going to have a couch that turns into a seat that turns into a, you know, a desk. Um, and then I'm going to have a tile bathroom, a full on bathroom. Mm-hmm. In my other boss, I did have a nature's composting toilet, which served me beautifully, but well, I had to shower outside. So right. I had a, a kitchen uh, sink that I could take outdoor showers. And then also I was showering at Planet Fitness. Um, so in this one, I'm going to have a full on decked out bathroom. I'm going to have lithium batteries. So I'll be more, I'll be able to be more off grid. So again, just learning about what didn't really work for me. And then because I'm going to be full timing this for probably a little while, um, I'm just, I know what I need. Right. And that's to have good, like a good electrical source to have AC. Um, the other, like I, the other bus can, you can totally live in. But it just was un- uncomfortable at times, especially in the summer heat and all that stuff. Like it was very much, that's what I was saying. It was very much a challenge. So now I'm just trying to make the whole thing a little bit easier for me. So 
So you earlier you talked about having a girlfriend. <laughs> and so is there a third bus like in the in the <laughs> Dreamworks? You know, is there a Barbie dream bus down the road where you would do it together? Or is this something like she's like, okay, you go do that, get that out of your system and come back and <laughs> so yeah. And I'm just so blessed that I have such a wonderful girl in my life. Um, I would say I, I'm probably closing the book on more long-term travel and more get up and go. Um, with this bus, it's going to be more stationary, right? Have, finding a place where I can really immerse myself for a longer period of time and just enjoy um, being in the bus and being more stationary. Where before, it was just too much on the go. Like I was driving all the time. It was exhausting. And she had an in-person job. She would fly to places around um, mm -hmm. the country. Um, but now she lives in Colorado. So, you know, being in Denver, finding a place to stay is going to be, you know, something I'm really looking forward to, um, but probably definitely more stationary. And one thing I want to just touch on real quick is this has been, you know, a lot of people are, are like, oh man, you probably have, you know, it costs so much money, all this, but like another big bonus of being in this lifestyle is it is an investment. Okay. I, you know, especially with the market that we're in now, I was able to make, I'm going to make money when I sell this bus. I think that's absolutely crazy. <laughs> I think that's crazy. Yeah. And again, I'm not paying rent. I'm not paying all these crazy miscellaneous charges right. like, um, you know, a phone or excuse me, uh, internet bill, you know, pest control, parking, all these things that I was being charged in. And essentially, if I can get this second bus completed, my biggest expense, my biggest house expense then becomes gasoline. And for that is a, it's a huge investment and it can be an upfront. But what it, once you like, if you're able to live in it, there's your home. Mm -hmm. It becomes something that you're actually able to save money in the long run. There's somebody out there listening to us right now and thinking of taking on this lifestyle. What would be your most invaluable piece of advice that you think you could give them today? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, number one, expect the unexpected. Expect mm -hmm. there to be challenges. Expect times where you're like, what the F am I doing? Am I really doing this? There are going to be so many hiccups. There are going to be challenges. There are going to be miscellaneous bills that come up. But ultimately, if you overcome those obstacles, it will make the journey and the experience that much more rewarding. You will learn so much about what you are capable of and what you can set your mind to. You know, when it's a beautiful thing now when I'm able to share the story to just say how far I've come because. It, again, it, it's a journey, you know, it's not just about getting in the back of your van or your bus and just driving to awesome locations. It's an experience. Right. And um, again, problem solving. There's problem. problem. Solving. Yeah. Again, I, so many times where just stuff has gone wrong that all I have to do is just smile and say, okay, I guess this is what I'm going through today. And I'm just going to have to make the most out of it. But in those moments, you just really find the beauty. Sure. What is the, the next thing you want to cross off your bucket list? Not the, not the new bus, um, but what's, what's the next thing? I want to inspire a lot of people, hmm. you know, um, I want to be the person that Michael Berlottis needed two years ago, um, where I thought my whole work, my whole life was about income and being successful from the outside, but ultimately Happiness is everything and being feeling fulfilled and being joyful is, is what I believe we're all searching for as humans. And I'm not going to say that bus life and van life has, has solved that. You know, I still right. obviously struggle. I'm, you know, 
But um, I think there's a lot of people that, again, we just go through the motions, right? It's just, you know, <laughs> you do this hamster on the wheel lifestyle and we're just doing things because so-and-so wants me to do this because it's the right thing to do from the outside. You know, I would just say, ultimately, who cares, right? This is, if, you, if you're right. ultimately wanting this and you think that this is what's going to, you know, lead you to having an overall sense of joy, freaking do it. It's changed my life. I have so many beautiful experiences to share storytelling um, that I, again, so many stories of such good people that have um, amazing, you know, acts of kindness that has happened to me on the road. And I just want to inspire other people, you know, because I was guilty of all of those things. And I feel like I have now a platform to, to do so. And, you know, from, you know, just hearing this, it, it seriously makes my day when someone messages me and says, hey, man, I, you know, I, I just quit my job or all this. But I'm not saying for people to quit their job. I just want people to understand what they're chasing in life. Sure. And if that's the thing that ultimately makes you happy, then freaking heck yeah, I'll cheerlead you on throughout the whole way. But if it is something that you're struggling with, I'll be the first person to raise my hand and say, hey, let's talk. So you talked about the fact that you left this uh, Wall Street lifestyle. And so now what are you doing for money to, to make it and to provide for this, this uh, yeah. lifestyle elite? So, um, you know, I've always been very intentional with my personal finances. I've always been investing, um, you know, ever, you know, I was always allocating money to retirement since the day that I started working. I'm very intentional with my finances. And that's another reason why I love the minimalistic lifestyle is because I have what I need. I don't try to, you know, buy things to impress other people or to, you know, just buy things just for, you know, to buy. Um, so I'm, I'm investing. Um, I have, you know, a lot of passive investments in the markets and whatnot that have, that have served me well. And right now that's enabled me to kind of bet on myself. You know, I talked about, um, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and kind of seeing where that takes me. So I'm, I'm essentially building a platform with my partner that I actually met on the road and we're essentially huh. building a, a virtual we're building a platform and it's essentially a virtual incubator to help people launch their business or to find a business that they want to work for. Um, it's incredible. The, the ethos and just the, um, he has a whole story for himself. Um, his, you know, he's the founder and CEO and I've come alongside of him to, to try to build this thing up and to get it out there to the public. And, um, you know, right now I'm all in on that. Um, and, and it's been a great experience to be in a, like a startup culture um, and to be, you know, building this from the ground up. It's, I've learned so much. Um, I'm talking to people every day, which is something that I love to do. I'm an extrovert at heart. <laughs> and at BlackRock, I was in the technology sector. I didn't really have that luxury. Right. So I've learned a lot about myself. Again, I'm able to impact um, people that I never would have had the exposure to impact. And for right now, it's been in a, a beautiful experience that I hope will eventually, you know, really start to, to gain momentum. Um, and the company is called Wico Online. So like I said, it's a it's an online platform um, that's in beta right now. So it's it's a, there's a lot of technology involved. And so, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going through a lot of learning curves and a lot of things that, you know, again, it, it's <laughs> with having a small sure. team, be very hard to, you know, make sure we're allocating our resources. Right. But uh, it's been a great experience. Awesome. And so uh, as we close out, where can people find more information about you, um, follow your journeys in your van, and also get more information about Wico? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, I'm on Instagram as Wandering Bus Dude. That's uh, W A. Some people put W O, but it's Wandering Bus Dude. Um, and I like to do a lot of storytelling on that platform. Um, I am building out another bus, like I was saying. So right now, I'm, I'm not traveling. Um, I'm kind of fully focused on the the online platform of WeCo, and then building out the second bus. So if you want to see a shuttle bus turn into one of the most amazing, beautiful homes, definitely come check it out on my Instagram. Um, if I inspired you in some way or, you know, I struck a chord in some some aspect of your life, please reach out to me. That means the absolute world to me when I have one of a listener or someone that's, you know, gone through my, my social media that has tapped on my shoulder and said, hey, man, you know, I, you really touched me and this, this hit home. Um, I really appreciate that. And then with Wico, um, you know, we have our own Instagram, uh, but you can check us out on wico.online and then if you want to learn about wico you can also find that out you can find out more about it through my own personal instagram of wandering busted awesome i will put uh, all those links in the show notes so folks can find those very easily and click and uh, follow you and in the company I, i'm michael i wish you all the success in the world i think uh, that we're living in a time where this kind of thing um, it's not, there's more people out there that are wanting to do this kind of stuff than we think. And so I appreciate you taking the time to share your story today. Yeah, Roger, it was such a pleasure, man. I, uh, hopefully when I get out in Washington, maybe we'll grab some drinks. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'll be out there soon, but yeah, it was a pleasure. Awesome. And, uh, so glad we can, we can, uh, reach people. That's just what it's all about. Thanks for being here. All right, man. Take care. Have a great one. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook, and as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week, and until then, keep living out your list. Your list.